Tourism throughout the city of Milwaukee has continuously grown throughout the last couple of years. From economic impact to actual tourism, Milwaukee is growing and it's growing exponentially. Of course, nothing was going to grow bigger and bolder and greater than this summer as Milwaukee tourism was going to be taken to the next level. From a Milwaukee Bucks championship run to the Democratic National Convention, which is supposed to bring thousands tens of thousands to the city, to our usual summer festivals everywhere, some state fair to German Fest to Summerfest, to finally the international golf tournament that is the Ryder Cup, Milwaukee was going to shine on all cylinders this summer. Of course, that was before the coronavirus. As the coronavirus took hold of America throughout March, April, and May, many of these events were put on hold. Some flat out canceled, some suspended, some postponed, and some few continued as planned. That all begs the question, will Milwaukee get its moment this summer? Will Milwaukee shine on the brightest stage or will we be subject to bad luck yet again? That is all coming up right now on the Our City, Our Life, Our MKE podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Our City, Our Life, Our MKE podcast. I am your host, Luke Orozco. It has uh, been a uh, it's been a crazy spring, a crazy, a crazy spring, really. I, it's, it's felt like January and February when everything was calm and peaceful and, and no Corona and no protests and all. Oh, that was seemed like ages ago, but uh, we're not in that situation right now. Uh, and of course, that begs the question. A lot of these begs the question to what happens next. And one of the big questions of what happens next is what happens this summer, and that is what we're going to be talking about, especially in terms of Milwaukee and the uh, tourism boom that was going to happen this summer. Uh, but first, I do want to remind you, check out our Twitter feed. Uh, go to Our City, Our Life, Our Milwaukee. Type it on Twitter. First one will come up. Follow it. We all good content on there. Some highlights, some announcements, all good stuff on there. Go follow us there. Uh, and additionally, uh, please subscribe, review. Uh, that really helps us out here in the uh, the podcast-making world, so please do that as well. Uh, and now, Let's kind of go uh, jump right into it uh, with the DNC. And you might be wondering why uh, why I continuously talk about the DNC. Now, because we're going to talk about everything this summer, but we're going to mainly talk about the DNC. And that is for one simple reason. The fact of the matter is that the DNC is by far the biggest thing this summer. And unfortunately, it is the last thing standing. Literally, quite literally, the last any event that could be happening is the DNC, which we'll get to all that stuff later in the podcast. Now, update on the DNC. Everyone is kind of anticipating uh, it is going to be a smaller convention uh, and it's not going to be the 50,000 initially suspect, uh, you know, expected um, and uh, it's just a matter of how many people, uh, how small, how big, and uh, that is supposed to come to us in July. Now, one of the big reasons that this an assumption is being made is that the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, officially voted unanimously, or whatever, I don't know if it was unanimous, but they voted to make it legal uh, for the convention, local convention planners, to be allowed to implement virtual aspects to the convention, which allows delegates, people, media, I don't know, anyone that want, needs to be involved to participate remotely and participate virtually. And as you can imagine, that gives everyone the sign that, well, hmm, they're not actually planning an in-person convention. So it's not final. It's not this. It's people, again, it's, it's, it's like the most mysterious event 
I mean, literally, it's two months away, and no one has a clue what's going to happen. But that's kind of the 2020 pandemic world here. Um, some bad news uh, in terms of what has happened since the last time we talked. CNN is officially out uh, from their takeover of Turner Hall, which was going to be their kind of hospitality spot. They're going to have their you know, hospitality, their guests, their TV sets. That's kind of gone. So we uh, lose some journalists uh, there. Uh, they also, uh, <laughs> the Texas State Democratic Convention was a smashing success. It was a virtual convention. And uh, as the Journal, sent me, Journal Sentinel tells me, everybody loved it. Everyone that was involved loved the fact that it was virtual and everyone could participate and yada, yada, yada. So uh, from what I, from the few uh, quotes that they provided me in the article, it seemed like everyone was, was advocating for the fact that it is um, that we go virtual for the national convention, which is not ideal for any of us listening to this podcast, especially us local Milwaukeeans. Um, that being said, there is some good news, and the fact that the good news is is that the as much as the Democratic Party wants to make this convention virtual <laughs> and just be done with it because it's <laughs> it's got to be driving them nuts by now, um, they feel is that they are going to put themselves at a severe disadvantage if they in fact do that because the republicans have made it abundantly clear that they will not be having a virtual convention of any matters and are now taking uh the national convention to all different cities and all different rallies and all different stuff like that so basically being that that the rnc or rnc's is the week after the dnc the last thing they want to do is uh give trump the uh, the president trump a uh, a platform to steal all the momentum and steal all the light as he is going from city to city rallying his supporters rallying his fan base and whatnot and here's joe biden standing here on the uh Mose irish pub stage a fine restaurant just not a very big stage uh talking to three lousy tmj four reporters so uh, that's the uh, that's the only that's the only thing keeping them alive. So it's kind of positive. It's kind of not. I don't know. Um, so it, it's just all it's all kind of a mess. It's all up in the air. And uh, we're gonna get into it. What I think, what I think we should do about it, and how I, if I was the DNC, I would go about uh, uh, planning this and implementing this in 2020 pandemic society. All right, I do want to talk a little bit about the DNC and give my take on it. I give you the uh, the facts of the situation. Now I'm going to give you the opinions of it and the critical thought of it and uh, all the uh, you know below the surface level uh, stuff that I'm going to talk about right now. Now I want to start with this. Two months ago, where were we? Two months ago. Well, two months ago it was April 9th. Everyone, Dr. Fauci was all the rage. He was doing daily coronavirus press briefings press briefings on national American television. Drive-through birthday parties were all the rage. Everyone had a drive-through birthday party, right? Safety precautions. Everyone had a mask on. Everyone had gloves on. Everyone was, you know, rightfully panicked. No one knew it was going to happen. No one thought everyone, governors were extending lockdowns. <laughs> High school, college graduations were not going to happen. They were canceled in April. No senior was going to have their graduation. And most importantly, two months ago, the DNC started to float this idea around about a virtual convention. Whether it was the DNC or CNN or the media or whoever decided this idea, this idea started to get traction in April. Then maybe we can't have these political conventions and there'll be a virtual conventions. Now look where we are today, two months in the future from that two-month period or current day. <laughs> 
we are in a different place. In fact, America, most of America, most of the states are in phase two, phase three reopening. Cities are open. States are open. Dr. Fauci, I don't know, have not seen him on television in, in a long time. drive through birthday parties are now considered, I don't know, tacky. Have a real birthday party. <laughs> but businesses are going back to work and stores are opening up and restaurants are opening up. And high school graduations, they're actually going to happen in the summer, July, August, at least locally. College graduations, the same thing. Hmm, interesting. Schools were going to be canceled in April, and now we're on track for opening up schools in August and September like we always do. That is the certain situation we sit in today. Think of all that change that has happened from April 9th to June 9th, two months. Now think of the change that is going to happen, the pivot point, the, I mean, we pivot fast here in America. We, 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 were, we, were, on, we were on coronavirus and pandemics and death and all that, and now we're on race and Black Lives Matter and all that in, in, like, in like seconds. I mean, literally seconds. We pivot fast. So think of all that change that has happened from April to June. Now think about what is going to happen in the next two months for the convention from June to August before the actual convention happens. Think about where we're going to be. I don't know where we're going to be. I'm not a, you know, future teller or whatever those people do, but it's going to be different. I'll tell you that. We're going to pivot. We always pivot. We're pivoting right now. We are completely pivoting away from the coronavirus. At least at least I get the sense that we are. So, I, I you know, I don't know. I think, I feel as the DNC is making the same approach, uh, is taking the same virtual convention plan and are, sorry to say this, remember, Team Milwaukee, don't have any political, uh, we're not talking politics on this podcast, ha- are having no creativity no no imagination no no idea no way of, of trying to manage the problem the big thing is is they're surveying all the delegates all the people that are coming and say do you feel comfortable coming to Milwaukee well do you feel the real question is is do you feel comfortable coming to Milwaukee and having a normal convention like we normally had in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2004 and 2000 when most of them, like most of you, would say, no, I'm not comfortable with that because, I don't know, there was a pandemic. A million people got it. I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people died. I mean, no, that's not the case. What the DNC should have done, which is, this is my opinion, is let's manage the problem. This is what the, what the government has been taking, and this is what some people are upset about, uh, is that if we can't go full go, we just won't go at all. If it is not at all, if there is not 100% safety in our school system the way we normally have it in this coronavirus world, we will just shut down the schools. Whether you believe that is right or you believe that is wrong or you believe this is all a hoax or you believe this is the, the next extinction event of mankind, I will leave that up to you and your political beliefs. But the DNC has shown again and again, including the RNC for this matter, that they're unwilling to get creative. No one is willing to, I don't know, let's talk about how we're going to do this. Let's talk about logistics. The way I see it, is Milwaukee is a perfect city for this. Milwaukee is a perfect city to adapt for this. The big thing I see is we have a bunch of different venues. We got the Pfizer Forum, which is a complete indoor arena. No vents, no outdoors, no, I don't know, outdoor air, no wind. Then we got Miller Park, which is kind of hybrid, kind of in, kind of out, kind of in. Got the roof open, but it's kind of indoors. You go in through the door to get in, but it's, you know, the whole roof is open. And then you have the Summerfest grounds, uh, Henry Meyer Summerfest grounds, you got the uh, BMO Harris Pavilion, you got 17,000 spots, it's all outdoors, it's a completely thing, um, and, and nonetheless, you got the lake, and you got the breeze, and you ever hear a cooler by the lake, I mean, this is not, as much as we complain, us locals complain about how hot it gets here in August, it really doesn't get here as hot as it gets in, I don't know, Houston, or Tallahassee, or Jacksonville, or Miami, or Baton Rouge, because, you know, we're a Midwestern town that gets a lot of crap for being cold, but we also don't ever get the credit for not being excessively hot. But that's just my opinion. So 
we got all sorts of venues. Milwaukee, and, and here's the other thing, Milwaukee is like, Milwaukee understands how big this thing is. I don't think anyone is on the page of, well, I kind of agree, let's cancel it. No! <laughs> some, some, some are saying, we can't have the convention the, the, the normal way. But that is getting automatically associated with virtual. No, virtual. No, there's an in-between. It's a fluid situation. Remember how we pivoted in America? Let's think about that. The fact that we can't have a normal convention doesn't mean it has to be virtual. It just has to be different. It has to be adjusted. It has to be managed. We manage the problem. But all sorts of people die in car accidents. Do we just shut down the highways? Do we just shut down cars? No, we try to train our teenage drivers better. We try to, you know, increase penalties and, and, and speed limits, increase police presence, and have all sorts of things that we do to manage highway safety. That's what we have to do with the DNC. There is a safety concern. And I don't think anyone is comfortable having the exact same normal way we always have it. But does that mean it has to be 100% virtual or 90% virtual? I don't know. If you're willing to get creative, if you're willing to get imaginative, I would say no, because we have all sorts of issues. We can do, remember, people are outside protesting. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people are outside, outsourced, protesting, hugging each other, kissing each other. And right as of right now, knock on wood, no one, there has been no spike in the coronavirus. There has been no second wave, right? Let's get creative. Let's get manage it problem. The fact that, that this convention is not going to be the same as it always is, is immediately associated with, well, no one's going to be here. Virtual convention. Cancel the show. Remember, you made a commitment to Milwaukee. You made a commitment to the people of Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has got our legs apart, our hands in the air, and say, we will do anything for you. We will sanitize the buses. We will build more hotels. Remember, we built a lot of hotels for you already. We'll build some more. We will do anything for you to try to do this, to conduct this in a safe manner. We will do anything we want because we are all on the same page. And they are on the same page. Everyone wants a convention. No one was saying back in January before the whole coronavirus, well, you know what, Joe? These conventions, these political conventions are overrated. I'm not coming this year. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, I can't keep it straight. I don't know. No one, it's just all a bunch of, you know, political garbage. You know, give me a call when you need my vote for something. No, they were saying, let's come to Milwaukee. We're excited to come to Milwaukee. Everyone's excited to come to Milwaukee because everyone wants to have a big, normal political convention. And yet no one is willing to get creative. It's an immediately, if it's going to be different, it just is not going to happen at all. And that's not the case scenario. It's the, the two extremes. Well, it will be completely in person. It will be completely, will be packed in like sardines or we won't come. And Joe Biden will be on the most Irish pub stage, which is a fine restaurant, but not a place with not a very big stage and <laughs> give a couple of speeches and then be flown home on a private jet. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, how about the, how about, let's manage it. Let's go to an outdoor venue. Let's go to an indoor venue. Let's go to like six different venues. <laughs> let's sanitize things. Let's sanitize the buses. Let's sanitize the vans. Let's charter this. Let's charter that. We'll, you know, spread out hotels. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll test people. We'll take temperatures. We'll have masks. We'll spread everyone out. We'll go outside. We can go out. I mean, we, there's so many different things you can do. And the best thing about this is everyone is on the same page, at least in terms of the Democrats, the people running this thing, and Milwaukee. We're all on the same page. We all want it to happen. Now, obviously, politics gets in the way here, but nevertheless, I don't know. If, if everyone really wants to have a convention, you would think we, someone would get creative and talk about an idea. Everyone is now, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And yes, there's the thing about, oh, well, it'd be half virtual, half in person. Well, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't see that as a real thing because no one is talking about how they're going to conduct it in person. Let's talk about how you're going to test people and how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that and how what venues are you going to use instead of just, well, if it's different, it means it's not going to happen. There is a medium, there is a healthy medium, and no one has yet willing to be, been willing to get creative with this and find that medium with this DNC and have the, the party to have the party in person that everyone wanted to in a safe manner. 
Once it's safe, once you announce how you're going to make it safe, how the best way that a human can make it safe with an invisible pandemic virus that is the enemy, and how you can make it safe, then ask people that are willing to come. Then you'll get a different answer than, well, how would you be comfortable if we had a normal convention like we did the last, you know, however many decades? Because <laughs> the truth of the matter is, no. But if you manage it, if you find that medium, you find that healthy medium, literally healthy medium, I think, I think, like everyone has said they did, people are going to want to come and people are going to want to partay. All right, I do want to talk about State Fair and Summerfest. Both of them are were canceled, kind of the big two events, um, at least locally. And everyone everyone likes Summerfest, everyone likes State Fair. Uh, and they were both canceled the first time, and one of them I agree with and one of them I don't agree with. The one I do agree with the cancellation is Summerfest because their CEO, the World Festival CEO, who, I don't know what his title is, but the guy running the whole kit and caboodle uh, came out and said we weren't willing to put on kind of a half show, kind of a half-ass show because – Put out, we're either going to put on the show that everyone likes, the Summerfest that everyone likes, or we're just not going to put it on at all. Now, they obviously, the pandemic played into that. But remember, they were going to have it in September. There's going to be limited days. Uh, it was going to be in the, in, you know, in the school year. So kids, well, I don't know. They might not go to school. <laughs> but nevertheless, it was going to be a different venue. You had a lot of headliners that bring in the most people cancel. Justin Bieber, whoever it was, Guns N' Roses, I don't know. They were all starting to cancel their tours, which included Summerfest. And... Uh, you would, if you were to have that convention, you would have to have a, a lot of adaptations to it. You would have to put a lot of money in. You would probably have to get masks and gloves and hand sanitizers and all the things that um, you, know, you would have to do to manage the problem, finding that healthy medium. And in terms of an economic standpoint, I kind of agree because it doesn't necessarily make financial sense, at least in my mind. Again, I don't know the numbers, but if you think about it, you know, in terms of a, a balance sheet, uh, you know, all your all your debt, all your thing is, you know, we got to get hand sanitizer, we got to get gloves, and we got to get masks, and that's a large number. And then on your income, there, on your, you know, your green side, there is, or the black, your black side, there is all the people that come to see Justin Bieber aren't there because Justin Bieber ain't here. So you, you know, your attendance is low, and then it's, you know, how does the September event, you know, differ from the July event in terms of attendance and all that? So I mean, there could be, it could be an economic disaster. That's what I kind of see as it as it is, and that's I kind of agree with they're canceling it. Just say, we're done. It makes sense. We're done. It doesn't make financial sense. We're done. Plus the whole pandemic. Stay fair, though. I disagree slightly. And the fact that, A, stay fair is a big thing, which, I mean, they're all big things. <laughs> but state fair is also predominantly outdoors. Yes, there are some indoor and there's the animal barns and whatnot, but it's predominantly outdoors. People come to state fair to, you know, eat fried butter. <laughs> to, to us Wisconsinites love our fried butter. They, they come up and down and they, you know, they go up and down the, 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 the uh, you know, the ground and they have venues and they have this. And, you know, some people go on rides and there's some people go indoors. But in terms of the pandemic, finding the healthy medium, if you really wanted to put the old event on, uh, especially to the fact that, again, protests outdoors, knock on wood, no coronavirus as of yet. So I don't know about that. Uh, maybe maybe it's health. Maybe it's safer outside. I don't know. Uh, and you know, you just close off the animal barns, and you just close off anything indoors. And some of the rides that I don't know are a little more touchy touchy. You cancel those. You you know, no none no slides this year, and you limit the capacity maybe a little bit. And you know, you again, you kind of adapt to it. Again, there's there really wouldn't be a massive. Um, there really wouldn't be a massive 
I don't know, economic burden. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it as that. And you would just have, again, manage the problem, find a healthy medium, and uh, kind of go just have an outdoor event. Now, I could stand corrected here, and there could be a whole second wave because of these uh, protests, which hopefully not, but maybe, and then I stand corrected, and then I agree that they, it was safe to cancel it. But right now, outdoors looks like the safest way to hold an outdoor event, especially as there's been no spike in coronavirus after weeks, a week and a half of protests across America. All right, last thing I do want to touch it on is summer 2020 pre-pandemic. Now, this is going to be a longer podcast because I want to say this as well. Someone's on the Milwaukee Magazine, don't know if you subscribe, a fine uh, literary publication, <laughs> not to, they're not sponsoring this or anything, but uh, they had a, some of, one, of their artic- one of their journalists, one of their authors had a uh, story about, is Milwaukee going to miss its moment? And uh, they went on to explain it, which I adapted it a little bit. Don't, I don't plagiarize here, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the truth of the matter is, is Milwaukee is going to miss its moment. If you think about what summer 2020 was going to be like pre-pandemic, pre-coronavirus, if the coronavirus hadn't existed or been completely eliminated in March, uh, we would have completely have a different summer. And in terms of marketing and advertising and showing Milwaukee off to the world, along with the economic impact of tourism and all that, we would be, oh, we would be in a good state. We would be in a good place. Let me tell you that. First of all, let's just think it out. First of all, what would happen in June? First of all, the Bucks would be in the playoff mix. They'd probably be in the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the Finals. Meaning, remember, the NBA Finals is just like the Super Bowl. I mean, it's the big, it's the second biggest sporting events, uh, you know, final. And everyone watches it, and everyone comes here. And, it, you know, because there's seven games instead of one game, it gets spread out, and the, you know, people come here, but the media is here, and the TNT, NBA on TNT crew is here, and it's, you know, it's a big thing. People are coming, NBA, casual NBA fans are coming here. Uh, you know, maybe we get LeBron and the Lakers, and, you know, then holy smokes, everyone's here. But, uh, <laughs> But it would just be a big thing, and maybe the Bucks would then win the, cha- the, the chip, win the title, and then we'd be even in a better place, at least for all Bucks and Milwaukee local sports fans. Then let's think about July, what would have happened. Uh, well, then you would have had the DNC, the freaking DNC, the biggest event that Milwaukee's ever hosted, 50,000 people, uh, along with 15,000 media people and CNN covering here live and Fox News here live and nonetheless all the people that are you know in hotels and on this and that and seeing Milwaukee firsthand word of mouth all that type of stuff plus the economic impact of that then <laughs> uh, you know in mixed in with that of course with NBA Summerfest and State Fair and all that stuff then we get to September and as Milwaukee has been completely you know shown off to America then it will be shown off to the world <laughs> literally because the Ryder Cup is in Sheboygan was supposed to be in Sheboygan in September and that's an international golf tournament, meaning people from France and England and Germany that come into Milwaukee. Yes, technically the golf course is in Sheboygan, but where's the hotel density? Where's the airport? Where's the public transportation? It's in Milwaukee. So, and everyone, I mean, the whole state is going to feel that impact. I mean, it's such a big thing. So, from Bucks to DNC to our normal events, our normal tourist ev- tourism events to a absolute international golf tournament here, we were going to be in a good place. And then Wow, this just got depressing. Then the coronavirus hit, and now Bucks, if they win a championship, if they get to the finals, it's going to be in Orlando with no fans far, far away from Milwaukee. Uh, the DNC, as we talked about, is not going to happen. Summerfest, or DNC might happen, may not happen, kind of up in the air, probably going to be more virtual than in person. Uh, you got stinking uh, Summerfest and... Uh, State Fair, completely outright canceled, along with all the other festivals, Polish Fest, uh, Festa Italiana, all that stuff. And then, obviously, the Ryder Cup may or may not happen. At this point, it looks like there's going to be no fans. I don't know. That's the golf gods to discuss at this point. So, But nevertheless, we went from wow to ugh, <laughs> bad spot. So, of course, it's a coronavirus. It's out of, control, out of anyone's control, but uh, I just thought I'd point that out. Yes, 100% Milwaukee is going to miss its moment. 
All right, that is all we have for you today here on the Iowa City Our Life RMKE podcast. Once again, if you have not checked out our Twitter feed, it's uh, just type in Our City Our Life RMKE podcast. It will pop right up. Uh, we have announcements on there. You know, the podcast is linked there. It's a good thing. You know, interact with the people. This is the people's show. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's very exciting. Uh, numbers are increasing. So uh, uh, you know, not to brag. So we are uh, we're going to keep rolling every Tuesday. Uh, stay uh, stay with us. Like, review, subscribe. Do whatever you have to do. Please leave a review. That helps us out a lot. Uh, and uh, subscribe as well. And uh, for now, we will see you next Tuesday. My name is Luke Roscoe. Thank you for watching the R- listening to the RCR Live RMKE podcast. For now. We'll see you next week. Peace.